You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. Discover how the Holy Spirit empowers us to operate on signs and wonders. In this message, by Pastor Ryan Gidor. We are right now the second week of our series on the Holy Spirit, entitled Behind the Scene, knowing that the Holy Spirit is at work beyond what our eyes can see that there is uh, a person behind everything that we uh, face every single day. Thus, the goal of this series is that we will learn to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit as we proclaim the gospel. It is impossible for you to be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. It is impossible for you to live life as a believer and live a life victoriously, okay, if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Thus, I am just so thankful that we have this segment and series so that we can really learn that indeed it is no surprise that the Old Testament prophets and, and accounts looks forward to the coming of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28 to 32, looks forward to the Spirit's coming upon all God's people. It was prophesied in the Old Testament that we will be filled by the Holy Spirit. And in the book of uh, Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 22, that there is what? The Spirit that will dwell uh, in, in the people of God personally and permanently. And thus, I'm confident that the Spirit of God is made available today. Thus, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not an object. It's a person. And I hope that you do understand that in order for you to grow a relationship with a person, you have to constantly what? Communicate and connect. In fact, you can live with an individual in the same household without connecting with that person. Thus, you will not grow in your relationship with that individual. Am I correct? You can be exposed with that person. You can interact with that person. But I'm telling you right now, most of you here that fell in love once. How many of you here, you've been in love once? And you, and you failed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How many of you here fell in love once? Fell in love once? Fell in love coming out. Some of you here are trying to still uh, run away from the whole idea because of the bad memories that went with it. But the day that I fell in love with my wife, my wife is here and we've been married for about 10 years. We have four kids and she's so in love with me. <laughs> of course, okay, that's, that's a lie. Um, we're, we're both in love with each other. If we want to really monitor our affection for one another, it's not the, the moments that we're together or, or the moments that we're, we're holding hands together, that we are doing HHWW, holding hands while walking pa. And that's not how you measure if you're moving forward in your relationship with the person that you have tied the knot with. At the end of the day, I would always measure on the moments of our connection where we stare at each other and we look each other in the eye. And you just allow time to elapse and you just can't help but be so consumed by uh, the love for that person. And thus, that is what the Holy Spirit wants us to develop more than our love for the people that we are affiliated with, that the Holy Spirit is a person. He wants you. Isn't it amazing that God sent the Holy Spirit with just one mission to what? To live in your hearts and to habitate your life? He's designed to do that. Isn't it frustrating once in a while that we go about our daily routines and we don't mind the Holy Spirit? In fact, that is the job description of the Holy Spirit. But we overlook who He is in our lives. Thus, the Holy Spirit is God. And He's distinct from the Father and the Son. And He's at work in us. Even the book of Titus chapter 3, verse 5, He saved us not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Jesus could, 
not be any clearer with this message. There is no Christian life without the converting power and work of the Holy Spirit. He enables us to understand, spiritually discern the things of God. The Holy Spirit sheds light on the things of God. That is why some of you here, you've been reading the Bible before you came to know the Lord, but you can't even understand what the Bible says. Am I correct? But when you receive Christ and you receive the Spirit of God, it gives you what? A perspective of what the Bible is trying to convey. He grants us repentance. The Holy Spirit grants us repentance. I don't know with you, but when I came to the Lord, I am telling you right now, I don't have, in fact, if I look at my past, I don't have the right to stand here in front and open the Bible and exhort all of you because of what I've been doing in the past. I've done almost everything. I took drugs. I drank. I stole a lot of things. And I don't know if I've shared this before. I I love to steal a lot of signages on the streets. No parking signs, no U-turn. I love that. I'm addicted to it. But but when the Lord, man, that, that's, that's kind of weird, right? Uh, don't look at me that, like that as if I'm the only sinner in the room, okay? <laughs> when the Holy Spirit convicted me, I was all by myself and, and I realized I, I need to repent. I need to ask God for forgiveness. I don't know what happened to me. Even I, for the past 20 years of being a Christian, I would always question myself, why am I easily convicted by the Holy Spirit? Why do the Holy Spirit would whisper in my heart, though people would approve whatever I've done and people will give me the applause that I feel I deserve, but in my heart I know my motivation is not right. The Holy Spirit convicts me of these things. How many of you here can relate with me? That though people will give you the applause that you think you deserve, by the end of the day, you know your heart is not right before God and the Holy Spirit will, what? will convict you of the condition of your heart. He enables us to believe in the promises of God. So if you're here right now and you believe that God has a promise for you and for me, amen, that His promise is in His Word and He has this customized promise for you, how many of you here, you're excited that God has a customized, say the word customized, promise for you. Yes, He has spoken through His Word, but remember that we have a personal relationship with Jesus. Am I correct? And He has given you a customized only with your name on it. And what validates that God is for you and He's not against you because of the what the, the testimony of the Holy Spirit, that God wants to bless you and whatever He has spoken in His Word, that He will carry it to completion. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit validates that indeed God is for you. And thus, I am forever grateful that there is such thing as regeneration, that every single day, the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. Amen. Nagbabago po yung buhay natin. At times, we see our physical being and the, the, the things that, that surrounds us perishing. But the Bible says that every single day, whether you feel it or not, the Holy Spirit is renewing you inside out. You don't have to wrestle from deep within your heart to prove to the whole world that you're changing. It is the Holy Spirit that can change you. And if you are wise enough and you know that there's no other way, that you don't have what it takes to change yourself, but the Holy Spirit has the power to do it, there is no other way but to always interact, interface, communicate, enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit. My question with most of you here, when was the last time you talked to the Holy Spirit? When was the last time, the first hour of the day, you told the Holy Spirit that you're glad that He's around? That you greeted the Holy Spirit, good morning, Holy Spirit? That I want to know you and I don't want to set you aside? That you are only are asked to be of help or my helper or my advocate when things are not doing well? Most of the time we cry and we call on the Holy Spirit when things are not doing well. But I hope that okay, more than just your need to be helped by the Holy Spirit, that you know you have a relationship with Him. Some of us here, we feel offended when somebody would text you and ask you for money. And that's the only what? That's the only responsibility that the person would classify you to be involved in. 
that you're only invited when they need something from you. Isn't that offensive as well? Nagtatanong lang po, minsan, di ba? Na meron ka bang pwede bang mak- mak- makahiram ng pera? Sino to? Who you? Yung ganun, hindi ka pakilala, okay? And, and, and because of that, at times, we feel offended. And, and I believe the Holy Spirit is grieved with that. Thus, I am just thankful that as, as we end this, this topic this morning, though there's a bad weather out there, but, but the warmth of the Spirit will allow us to fully comprehend what He wants to convey to each and every one of us. Can we just take this time right now to bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment that you have gathered all of us. Thank you for bringing us, Lord, in this facility where we are protected and we're led by you. Lord, as we uh, really listen to your word, I pray right now that you speak into our hearts, validate, Lord God, that indeed we have a relationship with Jesus and thus this will amplify our understanding of the work and worth of Christ. Holy Spirit, we welcome you, and we want you to know that we are uh, really attentive to whatever you want to speak into our hearts. I pray that each and every person will be validated, that we're not doing life alone, that we will understand that by the shedding of the light of the Holy Spirit, we will know that there is God, and we will be confident of this, that he who began a good work in our lives will complete it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So now I don't know if, if you've been coming uh, into our gathering for the past six weeks. We started the series on the Holy Spirit from our uh, Every Nation in Action series. Do you, do you, can you still remember that? And about a week ago, we did unravel that indeed uh, we're going to study the book of Acts. And I want to just remind you of uh, what has been taking place for the past few weeks. Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, you will receive the Spirit and be my witnesses. And it's impossible for you to be a witness Okay, without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you right now, to be a witness, you're putting yourself on the line. It takes proper boldness to be a witness, to say the truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. And that's the only thing that sets us apart from, from really living in timidity and walking in boldness. And, and that is because we are what filled by the Holy Spirit. The promise was expressed that you will receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, at Pentecost, they were filled with the Spirit. Peter told the crowd, you crucified Jesus, but God has made him Lord. 3,000 was added to their number. And because of that, they were filled by the Holy Spirit. The promise was given. And thus, the disciples of Christ are empowered. I want to remind you, if you have an encounter with Jesus, you have accepted Christ in your heart, you have uh, really a relationship with Jesus, you are an axe to believer that you have been filled by the Holy Spirit. And your job is not just to probably state that you did receive the Holy Spirit, that you, don't, uh, you did not only receive the Spirit, but you are what? You are excited to what? To interface with the Spirit. Thus, your understanding of the Spirit will grow. And because of your understanding of the Holy Spirit and His involvement in your life, you see things differently. Iba po yung paningin natin sa buhay. Do you understand? Because of our understanding with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 3, we did talk about this. This was our first installment about a week ago. There was a lame beggar, okay? And Peter and John healed a lame man at the temple. Peter told the people, Faith in Jesus has healed this man. Repent of your sins. And the direction is that God wants to use us, filled by the Holy Spirit, to what? Minister and use every opportunity for the glory of God. So it was not just to what? To address a condition. It was not just to address a situation. Everything that they did points to what? To Jesus, that people should repent and thus this outworking of the Holy Spirit should lead them to come to know Christ. And thus in Acts chapter 4, are you ready? Because our topic today is from the book of Acts chapter 5. But in order for us to understand Acts chapter 5, we have to understand that Acts chapter 4 will play a vital role. They were taken before the rulers, Peter and John, because of what they're doing. Okay, this is where persecution began. They were taken and said, we cannot stop speaking about Jesus. They were saying, man, I can't, I just can't keep my mouth shut. 
How many of you here, when you are really amazed with something and you have collided with an idea or a concept or, or something that is just life-changing, you can't help but talk about it, boast about it, talk about it. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Do you understand? You talk about it. You just can't keep your mouth shut. Remember my illustration? The day that you fell in love with that beautiful girl? You keep your mouth shut, but your eyes are, are saying something that is, that is transformational or life transforming. Nagbabago ang buhay mo, nagbabago ang puso mo, nagbabago ang paningin mo sa buhay. Siya lang yung colored. Everything is black and white. Do you understand? That is what happens when you have an encounter with something. More than just falling in love with someone that these people has been with Jesus. They were ordinary, remember? And schooled individuals. But people has observed that they've been with Jesus. Even I. The reason why I'm confident every Sunday morning, Sunday in and Sunday out, not because I have what it takes. I don't know even how to preach then. But the only thing that I can brag about is that every single day, I'm with Jesus. So every morning as I wake up, I'm always begging Jesus, don't leave me. Because I know who I am without Jesus. And thus, every morning is exciting because one thing I know, Jesus will not leave us nor forsake us. He will not leave us. This is where our confidence is coming from. So they are simply saying, we cannot stop. The believers prayed for boldness. So in Acts chapter 4, verse 1 to 2, this is just a, what a long introduction. I have a short message this morning. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But they don't mind being arrested because they're living for something bigger than life. How many of you here, okay, men, you love to watch NBA games? NBA. PBA. PBA. Okay, dumami na. Barangay level, okay? Uh, and and, and when, you're, when you're caught up with something, even if your wife will tell you that, that dinner is ready, when you're pegged on something, you just don't mind everything that's happening around you. This is what's happening to the disciples of Christ because of the Holy Spirit. They're so pegged with the glory of Christ that even though they're arrested, they just don't feel the agony that goes with it. This is why at times we feel the agonies of life because we're not focused on Jesus. This is why we badly need to have an interface with the Holy Spirit. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. When they were released, they went to their friends, not with their fellow disciples. I don't know if you've observed this. After the release, the response was to what? Look for your friends. And this is something that I want to sidestep this morning. If your uh, routine every Sunday is just to come to this church with no friends, you will not last that long. I want to encourage you to find friends. You know why I'm in victory? Not because I'm a pastor. Not because it's a nice church. The reason why I'm in victory because I have so many friends, pastors. Because our pastors are not just individuals hard from the outside. They were not against it, but people from the inside that we grew up with. That's what I'm telling you right now. After a day of doing what needs to be done, I can go down and be with our pastors. And they're my friends. We joke around. We kid around. Most especially if you're with Pastor Sonny, your life will change. Do you understand? He's a good guy. And, and this is what happened right here. They were released. They went to their friends and reported what the, what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. 
And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God. And this is why it is important that we, what, we have a clear understanding that these people, okay, when they came out of prison, their reaction was to go back in what? In their understanding, in their connection with God. Some of us, if we're in prison, okay, after a day or two or a week, we wallow in self-pity. Why? Because your life has never been centered in Christ. After they're done, they go back and lift their voices to God. They went back to their original state, who they really are. They have the relationship that is running and thriving in Christ. Amen. This is what the Holy Spirit can do to our lives. When you have the Holy Spirit, your relationship with God is not something of the same level each and every single day. It, it evolves. It escalates. And the Holy Spirit will give you the appetite. Say the word, the appetite. To know more about Jesus. There is an angle that we are not familiar of. I call this the Jesus that we never knew. The Holy Spirit will reveal who Jesus is in your life. How many of you here, you have an appetite for anything edible? Sino mahilig kumain? Lahat tayo. Look at myself. Dad bod. Do you understand? Uso po yan ngayon, okay? I have four kids. I have so much appetite. And that is what I'm asking the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, give me a what? A similar or far better appetite than my daily meals. I love to eat. After lunch, I'll do dessert. After, I don't know even what breakfast, lunch, and dinner. After lunch, I eat breakfast. After breakfast, I eat dinner. I don't know. I love to eat. And that's, that is something that I would want to, to develop in my walk with God, that my appetite for God is just something that is unstoppable. And it is the Holy Spirit that will give you that appetite. How many of you here, you wake up one morning and you don't have really an appetite when it comes to interfacing and reading God's Word, right? It's hard at times. The first five minutes, you'd rather open your Facebook account and stalk somebody. All of us are guilty. We have visited somebody's site. Do you understand? And we're busy with that. But I hope I do pray the first hour of the day, though you're not ready, though you you don't look like a Christian. How many of you here? That there are days that you face the mirror, you don't, you don't look like a Christian. But you trust that God loves you. Amen? Hindi mo kayang tanggapin yung sarili mo, but I know kaya akong tanggapin ang Panginoon. Am I correct? And this was the reaction. After going through uh, imprisonment, they lifted their voices and went back to God all over again. This is what we need to develop in our daily walk with God. That no amount of bad weather or situations or problems or demotion or you're courting someone for 10 years and the answer every single month is no? Okay, no, I want now. Do you understand? And, 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 and you're always discouraged because your affections are centered on Christ. You'll never be moved. Yes, there will be problems. There, yes, there will be challenges that will come our way. But because your focus brought to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not be moved. Amen. So the Holy Spirit manifested when they pray with constancy. A lot of us here, we undermine prayer. The people who undermine the power of prayer, say the word undermine. The power of prayer are individuals who are not prayerful enough. If you're weak with prayer, it goes to show that you have not interacted and you have not connected with the very heart of prayer. And this is my prayer that the Holy Spirit will give you again the appetite. Isn't that amazing? That the Holy Spirit will give you the inclination to pray, and when you pray, you need the Holy Spirit. You're never left alone. So if you're struggling, the once in a while, you're more consumed with, with what you think is right, and you're more consumed of what you think is proper, and you don't even consult the Holy Spirit, pray that the Holy Spirit will give you the grace to be attentive to His voice. 
I am telling you right now, there are a lot of things that we could have evaded in the past when you're attentive with the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will start with saying yes or no. He will not coerce you because He is a perfect gentleman. But as you listen to the Holy Spirit, more than the yes or no, and you're attentive to whatever He's saying, His voice speaks volume. He would never demand from you that you listen to Him. And the more that you grow in your understanding with the Holy Spirit, the more that you interact with the Holy Spirit, the more that you can communicate and interface with the Holy Spirit. Then, roughly about 20 years ago, it was just yes or no. It was just because of my sins now. Okay? I don't even have to ask the Holy Spirit. I know it's wrong and I have to obey God. But the Holy Spirit almost every single day will instruct me how to go about my kids. I'm driving my car. I will just repent. I did what was right to my kids, but I know that at the very core of it, it was not from God. In fact, the way I treat my wife, okay, she can validate this, that whatever my presentation was, was totally correct. It is, it is, it is valid and correct. But if I look at, at the very core of it and the very heart of it, there was something selfish. The Holy Spirit convicts me of that. That is why you cannot judge the person's heart. You can judge the behavior, but it is only the Holy Spirit that will convict us of our sins. How many of you here are thankful with the Holy Spirit? That though everything that we do might be right in the eyes of man, it might be good in the eyes of man, but not good in the eyes of God. It is only through the Holy Spirit. And thus, when we pray constantly, when we drive our car, when we eat, when we, when, we, when we go to our offices, when we uh, carry about our daily uh, routines, I want you to pray constantly. You just don't isolate prayer as your morning routine. When you have the Holy Spirit, you pray. Some of our staff are surprised. Once in a while, I would pray in tongues. Once in a while, I would say, oh, sorry. My wife would know that. Once in a while, we're just enjoying our time together, but I, I find it weird at times, and I, I would always remind myself not to do such thing. But there are times I'm eating, and I would say, that's wrong. There are things that I did in the past. I think I was great, but after five years, how many of you here can relate? You think you're awesome now, but after five years, that was dumb. When you look back, sorry for the word, ang tanga-tanga ko ah. But at that moment, you feel good. You're the man. I was great. I was amazing. I was awesome. But after five years down the road, you look back. That was totally wrong. The Holy Spirit will not condemn me, but remind me of what I did in the past so I can correct my what? my life. This is why when we pray continuously and consistently, the Bible is very clear. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. Be constant in prayer. In Romans 12, 12. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, continue steadfastly in prayer. Pray at all times. Ephesians 16 or 6, 18. Jesus said that we ought always to pray and not lose heart. You know, this is a beautiful passage. And this is the, a beautiful message that Christ was simply reminding us. In this world, I guarantee, I guarantee, no matter how intelligent you are, you will lose heart because you're limited. This is why you keep on praying. You don't have to sound religious. Oh, hallelujah, anointed one. You don't have to sound like that. Praise the Lord. You don't have to cry. Remember, you have a relationship. I don't, I don't, I don't fabricate the way I, I go about my, my, my interaction with I don't change my voice when I talk to my wife. Hey, lady, you have time? You don't, I don't do that. That was 10 years ago when I'm trying to impress her. She's not impressed anymore. <laughs> and that is how we need to go about the Holy Spirit, that we can just be natural. I would eat, and how many of you, there are moments that you just love what you're eating? It is so glorious. 
you hear angels singing. Do you understand? There are times I would eat, okay, a certain meal. I mean, I just can't help but, but, but cry. Do you understand? It is just so glorious. And because of that, I can't help but thank the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, salam, it's a pork chop. Do you understand? It's not good for my health, but it's glorious, okay? Alam niyo sagot ng Holy Spirit, welcome a good and faithful servant. Hindi pa po ako patay, okay? Buhay pa rin, okay? You constantly pray, you enjoy. Because when you, when, you, when you create and carve a time just to use it as a venue for prayer, your prayer will, 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 will be lifeless. It should be every minute. Because the Holy Spirit will remind your friends of your Father. There are times the Holy Spirit would remind me of, of, of missionaries at 2 in the morning. And the Holy Spirit would remind me of what I did in the past, that I did hurt somebody. When I was in grade 2, I did bully someone that he has, he has been living with that trauma for 20 years of his life. And I saw that person ask and beg for his forgiveness. He was released from his bitterness against me. It has enslaved him for 20 years. It takes the Holy Spirit to remind me to beg for his forgiveness. I'm not familiar with what I did when I was 7 or 8, but the Holy Spirit knows that in order for me to move forward, that I need to ask somebody's forgiveness. Ladies and gentlemen, it is amazing to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and I hope that you're grateful that you have the Holy Spirit living and residing in your life. Amen. Can we give God the glory for that? Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, same chapter 4, and continue to speak the word of God with boldness. And in the same chapter, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Amen. If you're weak, you have limitations. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, strengthen me. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercede for us. You know what? Help me pray for this. For the past six months, I've been praying for the Holy Spirit to do away my desire for, 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 for my appetite for, for food. Hirap na po ako, okay? But I'm, I'm slowly gaining the momentum. I don't know if you're like that. Lord, I, I've done almost everything. I, I bike, I run. There is nothing that's happening. And I, I, the only thing, I'm, I'm, I'm a Holy Spirit, do something with my appetite. Yung Darating yung araw, I, I do pray and imagine na pinipilit ako ng misis, kumain ka na, pastor. I, I don't want, wala akong gana. Yung ganon, I am praying for that. Yung wala akong gana. I need the vitamins. Yung ganon, but that's not happening. It's a good illustration that more than just our appetite, there are a lot of things that we, we, we're condemned about, that we can't overcome, that you've been begging yourself and you've been promising yourself to never do it again, but you end up doing it so, or doing the things that, 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 that displeases God. You, know, you pray about it because the Spirit will intercede for, for, for you and me with groanings too deep for words and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit. Knowing for a fact that there's no move of the Spirit without prayer and intercession, I do pray that we will have always that reminder that the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. How many of you here, there are a lot of things that you like and you love in life. Amen? Marami po tayong gusto. But there are things that we like and love that can hurt us. The Spirit, when you are, when you have, and we, when you have a running relationship with the Holy Spirit, everything that we do is always aligned according to the will of God. Some of us, 
we think that when things are just attractive and nice and appealing, it's from God. It can hurt you. Do you know that if you constantly pray with the help of the Holy Spirit, if you are not focused and directed to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit aligns you to the will of God. And I'm telling you right now, the will of God is pleasing, good, and perfect. That is what God wants you to have. Something pleasing, good, and perfect. And it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are aligned, recalibrated. Have you used a telescope that you have to adjust in order for you to see things clearly? And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Amen. We go out there, it's not going to be perfect life, but everything will work together for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Thus, I want to bring you to this message this morning. In Acts chapter 5, verse 12, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. Why? There are signs, wonders, and miracles. Because the chapter before this is a chapter of prayer that they prayed. They lift their voices to God, and thus medical signs and wonders are inevitable. How many of you here can testify that in the past, you can't help but be reminded of how good and faithful God is? It is because God has heard our prayers. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. It's like, it's like a, a facility okay, with walls and pillars. None of the rest dared to join them, but the people held them in high esteem because they're afraid. But people would look up to them. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. This was the byproduct of the prayers of the saints. And thus, I want to go back in verse 12. Now, many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's particle. And because of this, we know the reason why they, they, they witnessed signs and wonders and miracles because they prayed with constancy. It was consistent. And because of that, this was the byproduct. When you pray to, uh, to God, you see really signs and wonders happening. Thus, I believe with all my heart that when you ask God to intervene, He will do so. So I hope that it's clear with us that as we go out of this facility and carry out our daily routines and, 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 and our responsibilities, that every day, okay, just like what I have mentioned a while ago, that you mentioned a word of prayer. When you're driving, when you travel, just mention a word of prayer. You don't have to segregate yourself. There are moments where you contemplate and you need a specific hour to pray. But I want us every single day and every minute of the day to just enjoy the Holy Spirit. Thus, the Holy Spirit is manifested when we pray. The Holy Spirit wants us to call and invite Him in our midst. Part of that is the Holy Spirit manifested or was manifested when, when they pray with company. The Bible is clear that when Peter and John were released in chapter 4, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together. You see the word together over and over again because more than just your personal prayer, more than just your interaction with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants us to gather together. When we worship, we gather. When there's a need, we pray together. The Holy Spirit is introduced and made visible when we gather together. So we just don't uh, see the manifestation of the Spirit when we pray with constancy, but we pray with company. 
And I do pray that we will pray all together okay, as a group. This is where you will see the Spirit can move. Amen. Last Thursday, we had our prayer night. We prayed for people. We prayed for you. We prayed for our church. We prayed for your family. We prayed for your finances. Because miracles do happen when two or three gathered in His name. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't it amazing? These people have a first glance of Jesus. In fact, they know and witness what the Holy Spirit has done in their midst. But they would uh, still opt not to be contented with just uh, really the experience. They cried out and just would want more of the Holy Spirit. And because they're gathered together, the Holy Spirit shook the ground and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. And I'm telling you right now, more than just really, our prayers and our desire to gather together that the Holy Spirit wants to move. My question with you right now, if you know the Holy Spirit will move, you know the Holy Spirit will talk to you, the Holy Spirit would want to interact with you, wouldn't you give Him a chance? Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that more than just they're filled with the Spirit, they were bold. The word bold is someone who is steadfast, immovable amidst the situation. So if you're threatened, if you know you're limited, if you know that you, you don't have and you don't ha- you're not capable to deliver a message and probably preach on an individual, there is a gift in God's grace that will flow through you and you will be surprised. You will walk in boldness. It is impossible for us to witness the signs and wonders and miracles of God apart from prayer and the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you right now, give it a try this week. You pray constantly. Invite the Holy Spirit. You'll be surprised that you will have a sense of direction. You will, uh, you will listen to the voice of God. Most of you here, you know it is impossible to survive one day out there when you don't start your day with God. You can try almost everything. In fact, you can entertain yourself. In fact, everything that we, we, we do externally, and I have nothing against what we do externally, the way we carry about uh, and, and handle ourselves, the way, the way we need to put makeup. And, and, and I have nothing against that or, or, or the way we entertain anything external. Usually it is what? It is something that we feel like can compensate our need for God. When you're so full of the Holy Spirit and you're filled by the Holy Spirit from the inside, yes, you fix yourself. But these are not the things that defines who you are. So I do pray that more than just our, our moment of worship, that you ask yourself this morning, do I have an encounter? Do I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit manifested when they preach boldly. Isn't that also amazing? It was the Holy Spirit who gave them the boldness to preach. And when they spoke the word, the Holy Spirit was manifested. The Holy Spirit will not leave you. It was the Holy Spirit who gave you the utterance to what? To pray. It was the Holy Spirit who encouraged you to what? Intercede. And when you intercede, the Holy Spirit will what? Will manifest. You can never go wrong. For some of you here, appreciate our music team this morning. Can we give them a round of applause? Okay. You know, it, it takes faith to come here. It's not easy to go upstage. But it was the Holy They're obeying not us, not me, but the Holy Spirit. They're obeying Jesus. And when they came here in front, Though it wasn't easy because of the weather outside, it was by faith that they stood here in front and the presence fell. Ladies and gentlemen, why live life alone? If you know that Jesus gave us an advocate or a helper or a helpmate to be with us every step of the way. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. You know, this is not just a discussion on preaching the gospel. In fact, this is the very heart of this, that you are ready to 
to, to, to speak God's word to people that are not or doesn't have a relationship with God. But you know what? More than the boldness externally, you need boldness internally. Some of you here, when you're filled by the Holy Spirit, you're timid. You think of what the future holds for you and you, you fret on, on what's about to come. How many of you here at times, you find yourself worrying about the future? With my salary, do I have a future? With the size of my salary, do I have a future? With the economy of this country, do I have the future? One morning, the, whole, the, the Lord convicted me that more than just me complaining about my situation that I need to speak with boldness, I am not going to be poor. Amen. Because in Christ, I was made rich. It takes boldness to say that. And you cannot say that when you don't have the Holy Spirit. That when you're living in fear and you don't know what the future holds for you, you can speak, Lord, I have the future in Christ. I know the economy is not doing well, but I am in Christ. And let Christ dictate everything that happens in and out of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not just an individual. You're set apart by the Lord, sealed by that Holy Spirit. Thus, we can do things beyond our wildest dream. It is my prayer that we will come out in this room bold as a lion. Amen. Amen. And for more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats. Thus, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow, say shadow, might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. The power of the gospel manifested through church multiplication and signs and wonders took place. We should not follow just the signs and wonders. And I've known a lot of Christians. Pastor, I'm attending this church, and after the service, I'm expecting for the pastor to call me and so that he can pray for me para matumba ako. I mean, I have nothing against that. Honestly, look up here for a while. You can live this place in your room, pwede ka magpatumba. You just have to count one to three. One, two, three, patumba. You, you can do that. But we, we can do that over and over again. Mamaya, after we're done with the service, I have nothing against that. The Holy Spirit can in fact do that to you. But the question is not when you're falling down, but when you, after falling down and you live this place, are you forever in love with Jesus? Because you can just be filled and be moved. I love the Holy Spirit. But if it doesn't point you to Jesus, it points you to the experience. You can't even open your Bible. If it doesn't give you the appetite to seek more of God and less of yourself, you're wasting your time. Pag nakikita mo yung Bible, tinitingnan mo lang yung Bible. Oh, Holy Spirit, fall. You understand? That, that will not. If it doesn't empower you to preach the gospel, you're getting it all wrong. If it doesn't give you an appetite that your father, your mother, your cousin, your brother will go to hell, that you need boldness from the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the desire that they'll be part, not in fact of this church, but of the kingdom of God, they can go to another church. Our goal is not to have a lot of people in this church so that we will be the greatest church in town. No, that's not our goal. Our goal is that for your family members to come to know the Lord and they will repent and they will know God and they will accept Jesus. Amen. Can we give God the glory for that? Your family members, because of that Holy Spirit from deep within your heart, will work, function, and be activated. You will have the boldness. You will wake up one morning and the wee hours of the day, your brother might bug you and say, I'm done. I'm tired. I want to know what changed your life. It is my prayer that all of us will have a collision with the Holy Spirit. That when we open our mouth, you don't have to preach like me, but people can observe and feel that you have been with Jesus, just like Peter and John. And when you open your mouth, they'll come to know the Lord. A lot of us, just like my friend who gave this illustration before we close this topic, that he asked his uh, daughter 
to clean her room. Okay, fathers. Okay, uh, and, and, and after an hour, he found, okay, her child uh, really sitting on a corner meditating that she needs to clean her room and to clean my room. I need to clean my room. I need to clean my room. And the father went after her and, and told her and asked her, why did you not clean your room? Because I'm meditating how to go about it. So the father let her go the following hour. She was writing something on a piece of paper. And she's writing, I want to clean my room. I want to clean my room. <laughs> and, and the father approached her. Uh, what are you doing with, with, with a piece of paper? I'm writing my thoughts on how to clean my room. Same thing with both. At times, we, we just want to see the loss from afar. Let me, let me just meditate the loss, the loss, the loss. Let me write about things concerning the loss. After a day, the father approached and asked her, why can't you just clean your room? And you know what the, the, the daughter said? Uh, Dad, I, I'm with my friends. We're gathering right now to talk about cleaning my room. Now we want to elaborate on it and expound on it and find the Greek word on how to clean the room. <laughs> but you end up still missing the point. Because the goal is just to clean your room. Same thing when we minister to people. People that are harassed and helpless out there, we meditate. We discuss it in our victory group. But have you gone out of your way to preach the gospel? The reason why you can't, because you don't have, and you have no encounter with the Holy Spirit. Remember the validation of people that loves the loss. It is because they have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to be fishing for men without following Christ. If you're not fishing, you're not following. If you're not fishing, you're not following. Does everything that we do here, more than just the manifestation and the experience, we point people to Christ and not just the experience. The manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit confirms the gospel of Christ. Let us live a life that would trust on what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives as we continue to grow in our understanding of Christ, that we can preach God's word boldly, not because we're good at it, but because we're filled by the Holy Spirit. All of you here this week, you will meet people who doesn't have Christ. You will. Some of you will not be conscious because you don't have a moment with the Holy Spirit every minute of the day. Try having a moment with the Holy Spirit. You will be surprised that God will send people into your life who doesn't have any idea of who Christ is. Because when you're conscious of the Holy Spirit, you're conscious of the people who doesn't have Christ in their hearts. I do pray that when we have a collision with the Holy Spirit, we have an interaction with the Holy Spirit, when we have a relationship and a communion with the Holy Spirit, that you will end up loving Christ and enjoying His worth and His work, that you can help but be addicted with the, what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. That's every single day. Your appetite grows in reading God's Word and loving Jesus. In John 14, verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than this will he do because I am going to the Father. The power of the gospel manifested and signs and wonders took place and caused people to be open to the gospel because it was the power of Christ that gave them the opportunity, the vigor, the strength, the grace to make a difference in the lives of people that comes their way. I do pray that more than just what we see, we know that beyond what we see, the Holy Spirit is at work. And when you go out there, pray constantly. Pray with your company, with people, with your small group, with fellow believers, and preach boldly. Because this is 
how we go about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That we just don't enjoy the experience, but we know that our experience points us to a loving Jesus. Where our walk with Him is not just striving, it is thriving. It is running. It is exciting. That we know that Jesus is the only answer to all our questions. Can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? I want to invite the music team to join me here. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are present in our midst. Jesus, thank you that you're manifested in our midst through your Holy Spirit. So today, if someone is sick in this room or a family member, the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit fell, miracles, signs, and wonders took place. I want you to raise your hand if you're sick and or a family member is sick, I want you to represent that person. Let's expect God. The next three, four minutes, expect God to move. That I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for next year. We're asking the Holy Spirit for healing, whether that's physical, emotional, mental. If you've been abused verbally, let the healing of God come right now. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we boldly declare, Jesus, that you are greater, stronger, Lord God, than any mental, physical, emotional pains, Lord God, that we've been through. Even, Lord God, words that were spoken against us, even the condemnation of the past, you're greater and stronger. And we just declare right now, each and every person in this room to be free from it. That shackles be gone. And shackles be removed that they can walk in freedom, they can walk in victory, that they themselves will go out of this room with a message of the gospel, that they can declare and proclaim boldly that we've been free, liberated, Lord God, from what prevents us from knowing Christ. So if you're here right now, you're sick or a family member, we come against that sickness and we rebuke the power of that sickness upon that life or your life. We declare healing. We declare, look at restoration. We declare vigor. We declare long life. As we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes, if this is your first time to come to our gathering, or probably you've been coming in and out and you're saying, Pastor, I want to start all over again. The way to go about this is so simple. And that is for you to accept Jesus Christ and have a relationship with Him. And the starting point of accepting Jesus Christ is to pray this simple prayer after me. You're not, in fact, invited into a religion. This is not a religion. This is a newfound relationship with Christ so that you can start all over again. I know a lot of us are tired with life. I know a lot of us uh, has done almost everything to fix ourselves. But to no avail, we failed. So this morning, I want to invite you. If you know and you're saying, I want this and I want to do this right. Thus, this moment is not an accident. It was God who brought you here. So if you want to know the Holy Spirit. You want to know Jesus and you want to accept Him in your heart as your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you 
for the rest of my life. I want to start all over again. Give me a new life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.